Hello, hello, hello. Let's see, I got my hands full, guys. Oh no. How are we doing? It's good to see you again. And yeah, I just wanted to give you kind of one last sort of launch pad kind of word uh, before we get into this winter break. I know there's a few more weeks left in school, but it's this weird time, like between <laughs> the, the Thanksgiving break and the winter break, it's kind of an awkward like three week period that you have to sort of get back into school and stuff and then be done with it. <laughs> and so the, right, right now though, is a really good time to like, like evaluate how am I going to spend my winter break? Because if you wait until it happens, to consider that, then you're probably going to be um, confused and uh, you might not really be sure what to do <laughs> about that. And so tonight is the final worship night of 2020, and it's been a crazy year. I don't think all of our problems necessarily are going to be solved by the next time that we do one of these, but uh, hopefully the world will be a slightly more normal place, but we'll see. I'm just glad that you've been a part of this with me, with us, as we go through this journey together. And uh, even though it's like kind of crazy. And uh, yeah, so I want to ask you a question to begin this. And that is, do you want to waste your winter break? Well, like, of course not, right? Nobody wants to waste their time in any way. But we can tend, you know, to waste things if we're not careful to make the most of them, you know? And so it's easy for us to slip into or ease into a transition, a transitional time like winter break. And so my prayer for you is that you won't ease into the break, but that you'll launch into it. That you're not going to dip into it, but like cannonball <laughs> into the break. And so, but that, that's going to require some thought. It's going to require some planning. And so I want to kind of talk briefly about how you can thoughtfully plan your winter break to be God-honoring and growing for you. And so Ephesians 5, 15 through 17 says, excuse me, see then that you walk circumspectly, not as fools, but as wise, redeeming the time because the days are evil. Therefore, do not be unwise, but understand what the will of the Lord is. So as you finish the semester, it's going to be easy to go from just the studious posture that you have right now as a student to kind of a slouching posture where you're just sort of going with the flow. But the Bible tells us to stay on our toes. You know, see then that you walk not as fools, but as wise and just considering your steps and how you live. And so as you avoid temptation, I hope, as you avoid temptation or old habits this winter break, I want to give you three simple but important objectives to pursue as you attempt to make the most of your break. And so a side note here is that these pursuits that I'm talking about apply, whether you're a follower of Christ or not. Because if you're a Christian, these objectives are going to help you stay on track so that you can make a big difference with your life next semester and for the long haul. But also, if you're not a Christian, I think these objectives will help you to take positive steps forward in your spiritual journey. And so I've got these three objectives for you here. I'm just going to go through them really fast. 
and, uh, and we'll get to more sauce. But number one, pursue intentionality among friends and family. Pursue intentionality among friends and family. I don't know if you're writing these down or not, but whatever. And so, you know, due to the holidays and the break from school, you're probably going to have more free time. You'll probably have more opportunities to spend time with friends and family that you haven't been around as, as much uh, during the semester. And so this is a key time to invest in those relationships by serving them, by taking a genuine interest in their lives, and by sharing what God's been doing in your life this semester. Colossians 4, 2 through 6 is kind of a meaty passage, but I want to just kind of share it with you, read it with you, just to kind of clarify what we want to be doing as followers of Christ or as people who have been changed by Christ. This uh, Colossians 4, 2 through 6, it says, Devote yourselves to prayer, being watchful and thankful. And pray for us too, that God may open a door for our message so that we may proclaim the mystery of Christ for which I am in chains. Pray that I may proclaim it clearly as I should. Be wise in the way you act toward outsiders. Make the most of every opportunity. Let your conversation be always full of grace, seasoned with salt, so that you may know how to answer everyone. Winter break is one big opportunity, right? filled with a bunch of little opportunities that we should take and make the most of. And this means acting wisely, speaking graciously, and proclaiming the message of Christ clearly. And so that's one thing we should be doing is figuring out, maybe figure out right now, who's somebody at home or just that I'll have more time to spend with during the winter break that I can think of, okay, I'm going to share with this person, I'm going to serve them in some way, or I'm going to take a genuine interest in their life. And uh, that's a way that we can really apply what God's word tells us about living among people who are, uh, who are not following him. And so that's the first one, pursue intentionality among friends and family. Number two, pursue involvement with godly community. Pursue involvement with godly community. You know, we don't have as many things going on throughout the semester as a, as a group, as a ministry over the break, but you, you should still make sure to pursue that involvement with people who are also in the body of Christ. And so Hebrews 10 says this, let us consider how to stir up one another to love and good works, not neglecting to meet together as is the habit of some, but encouraging one another and all the more as you see the day drawing near. And so there's no easier time, really, to disengage and neglect to meet together than during a break like this, right? And so you may be the type of person, like me, <laughs> who could easily isolate themselves and hibernate from the world this winter. I know that there's been winter breaks back in the day where I kind of did that. You know, my roommates leave or whatever, and I just kind of camp out for a while. And uh, Or you may be the type of person to fall back in with, like, an old crowd in a way that would distract you from your relationship with God. And so, in the meantime, figure out which one of these is you. Are you more, are you more likely to isolate yourself or to hang out with a crowd that's going to distract from God? Figure out which is you and make a plan to keep from falling into that ditch. And so... 
there's some ways of connecting that are organized, but then there's some ways that you can just organically pursue. Uh, the cross-conference, which Alex talked about, is a great way of connecting with some other people among Challenge. And you can get in involved with that, you know, like she said, through whatever links we have available to you. And then the Winter Reading Challenge is also a thing that you do among other students, with other students. And then church online, whether it's with a church, like a local church that you're part of back home, or whether it's Chico Community Church, which a lot of us are part of, um, these are some ways that you can just be a part of that community in whatever ways are available to you. It's really hard. I know it's really hard in this kind of setting with the virus where we're all just kind of scattered around. But then there are organic means of connecting with people too. You know, you can text with a few friends from Challenge or other believers that you know. You can set up some personal accountability with a spiritual peer or mentor or maybe several of those peers and mentors. And so I think that you need to take this into your own hands in a way. While there's going to be some opportunities made available for you in uh, just in ministry and in getting connected with people, but then also I encourage you to pursue those, um, those that involvement with community by kind of creating that through texting and through just different, you know, online digital means. So three, pursue intimacy with God above all else. That's the third one. Pursue intimacy with God above all else. So Jesus says in John chapter 15 that we are fully dependent on him, like branches connected to a vine. He says that apart from him, we can do nothing. And in Philippians 3, Verse 8, Paul the Apostle, he says this, Indeed, I count everything as loss because of the surpassing worth of knowing Christ Jesus my Lord. For his sake I have suffered the loss of all things and count them as rubbish in order that I may gain Christ. And guys, there's so many things that can distract you this winter break. And you can also just feel maybe even bored at times, perhaps. But this surpassing worth of knowing Jesus, of knowing the God of the universe, who sent his son to die for you, that reality that we get to experience, that we can experience, should really just drive what you choose to do this break. And we need to prioritize this, this knowing of Christ as, as the surpassing worth of our lives. And what this often looks like is spiritual disciplines that we can do every day or in a regular way to get closer to God and connect with God. And so this takes the form of time alone spent with God and memorizing verses and prayer and different spiritual disciplines that will help you to connect with God in these different ways. And that's going to help to create that intimacy with God that we want. Because once again, that's what's going to energize and compel you and give you the power to do these other things I've talked about, like these, uh, this investment in, in these relationships with friends and family back home as well as connecting with the body. And so I want to finish with this Philippians chapter 3, verses 13 to 14, a little bit later, and that passage I was mentioning earlier. Verses 13 and 14 say this, Brothers, I do not consider that I have made it my own. But one thing I do, forgetting what lies behind and straining forward to what lies ahead, 
I press on toward the goal for the prize of the upward call of God in Christ Jesus. And so when I read this, it's not talking about stagnation. And I've experienced a lot of winter breaks, guys, and it can be a very stagnant time if you let it. So let not your winter break be character, characterized by inactivity, but by forward momentum. So with that, I encourage you to work hard <laughs> for your past few weeks, last few weeks of the semester. I also encourage you to enjoy your break <laughs> with all this. Enjoy the break, but also make the most of it. <laughs> and once again, I encourage you to pursue three things. They are pursue intentionality among friends and family. I want you to pursue involvement with godly community and pursue intimacy with God above all else. Pray with me. Father, we thank you so much just for everything you've done for us this semester to connect us. And we are all a part of this and listening to this and um, a part of this live stream because we were invited or uh, we are in some way a part of this community that is challenged. And we thank you for that, that we can have connection with other people with believers of you, in spite of all the things going on in the world that keep us apart, God. But these things can't keep us apart from community. They cannot keep us apart from you, from knowing you. And so I pray that that would be the thing we pursue most of all among these other good things. And God, uh, please just be with us throughout the rest of this semester. Give us faithfulness to, uh, do things well to finish strong and uh, make us make us stronger as we go through this break as we go into a new year in 2021 in your name amen thanks guys